Welcome back to the Getting Grit Podcast. I am Brad Pohl, your host, and this is where we tell the stories of sinners and saints. I spent a few days fishing with a Montana man who drives trains for a living. We were reading Proverbs 24 after breakfast one morning, and I asked him what his thoughts were about this reading of wisdom. He said two profound things that I'm sure I'll never forget. First, he said, listening to the whole chapter, I think it's trying to tell us, hey, don't be a dick. Secondly, he said, is he was reminded of an old saying that's always stuck with him, don't water your weeds. Weeds grow fast, grass grows slow, because grasses need constant watering to establish their roots. Like Ezekiel wrote about the waters that would flow from underneath the temple, becoming a river of life-giving water, flowing into the Dead Sea, making it alive again. Good things like this take time. Weeds, on the other hand, will take over any bare patch or fertile ground, either through an established root structure or from seeds in the wind, where a typical weed can grow anywhere from 1 to 3 inches every 24 hours, through wickedness and snares of competitive genetics. They soon grow into painted strokes across the fertile soil of black and green colors, destroying everything surrounding them. Weeds and fertile ground begin with evil desire that steal the available nutrients, almost as if they conceive consent of the fertile will, growing rapidly. In many ways, weeds are the signs of the mistakes we make. Abundant, vigorous grass overpowers weeds and denies them the nutrients they need to grow. And we see this in the power of water, because proper watering, like Ezekiel spoke about, will choke out existing weeds, building a vigorous grass bed and preventing weeds from growing in the future. A vigorous grass bed must also be mowed with a sharp blade. Cutting grass too short always allows weeds easy access to the sunlight, whereas longer grass blocks the light from getting to the weed bed. Like trimming our wicks cleanly and precisely at the right height, so our roots can reach deep into the earthen vessels that hold them, drawing the fuel, giving us strength. According to studies at the University of Minnesota, providing the proper amount of manure or fertilizer is critical for growth. Too much fertilizer is not only a waste of money, but it can damage grass. But the right amount can help the grass thrive. We also need a little shit in our lives as well because the stress it provides helps us grow as human beings. In the book of Matthew, chapter 13, verse 7, we read, Other seeds fell among weeds, and the weeds grew up and choked them. This verse is explained in Matthew 13, verse 22, where we read, As for the seeds sown among weeds, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the lure of wealth choke the word, and it yields nothing. Victor Davis Hansen makes the point that the woke class has lost all understanding of the degree at which you act as a human being affects your soul. We might think more along the lines of the Socratic argument, which states, songs are everywhere, but they only come into reality when they have an instrument to play them. So if you break your lyre, does it mean the song disappears? We have a soul and it's manifest only because we have a body for a short period of time. But if you don't believe that, and the woke class doesn't because they're secular humanists, then every single issue in the present is all that really matters. 
What doesn't matter is any kind of choices a person makes on some kind of, say, morality, like Judeo-Christian morality as an example. To the woke, the individual person only matters if they are right on the issues of global warming or right on the idea of critical race theory, etc. So we are dividing up along the lines of ideologies based on 21st century definitions of race, religion, culture, and politics, when history is clearly proven, this is not a good path to follow for human prosperity. Close quote. These 21st century ideologies are like the dandelions, the crabgrass, the chickweed, and the creeping charlie growing around us. If we completely ignore them for any reason, these weeds are going to take over our space and choke us out. But if we water and care for the land around us diligently, we will choke out the weeds. Bishop Barron writes, We speak of evil as a privation of the good, meaning that evil is always and everywhere parasitic on the good. Just as a parasite is living off the healthy body, weakening it, so moral evil lives off the good soul, the good society, the good church, weakening them. It is exceptionally difficult to extricate the evil from the good without damaging the good. Yet there are certain evils that simply have to be addressed right now, without hesitation. But we hear in the book of Matthew, chapter 13, verse 30, Let them both grow together until the harvest time. Then I will tell the reapers, Gather all the weeds first and bind them into bundles to be burned. But gather the wheat into my barn. Barns tell some of the best stories ever. Those about shade in the hottest of summer days and the long paths through the winter snow to feed the bucket calves. All barns seem to have a whispering voice when the collars are pulled up and the stocking caps pulled down like listening to the soft wind in Elijah's cave. You hear things there that you don't hear anywhere else. Memories of the favorite times, the safest places, as if the barn itself was nuzzling up to you like a baby calf begging for you to nurture it. And you remember all the events there that notched your growth into manhood while your family stood about you beckoning, come forth. Yes. If you've ever seen the sky turn quickly sour into painted strokes of black and green while you were out in the fields, the deep need to reach the barn is overwhelming. A lush green yard will eventually become overrun by weeds if it's not cared for. It takes both our personal effort and our personal care to grow healthy grass. However, the focus has to be on the care of the grass and its needs over just the destruction of the weeds. We must diligently water the grass with waters that flow from underneath the temple becoming a river of life-giving water. And the river will flow into the Dead Sea, making it alive again. Ain't it so? This is Gettin' Grit signing off. Blessings to you all. Dominus Vobiscum. <laughs>